I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1. Today's episode, The Price of Fame. Wednesday. It's John Tucker's birthday, and we all meet at his favorite steakhouse. All during dinner, we take pictures of each other with our cell phones. As always, the object is to take the most unflattering candid photo possible. Tucker snaps one of me talking in mid-blink, my mouth full of lamb chop. Gregor takes one of Howard, staring at Tucker's half-gnawed steak bone while licking his top lip. There was a time when taking a photograph was an event, I say, when every phone didn't come with a camera. Could you imagine if they had, Tucker asks, one of those clunky twin-lens reflex cameras electrical taped to a rotary-dial telephone? As I am considering such a thing, Howard hands me over his cell so I can see what I look like considering such a thing. All the while, Tucker is taking a picture of me looking at what I look like when I am considering such a thing. Gregor gets up from the table, shattering this postmodern hall of mirrors. At present, he is working as the CEO of an upscale children's clothing chain, and he's just received an alarming message. Evidently, they've understocked the baby socks, and Gregor doesn't like the sign they're putting up to explain the shortage. The sign they came up with reads, Whoops, sorry, we're all out, but we're taking baby steps towards getting more. Gregor thinks their whole approach is fundamentally flawed. I told them, he says, that selling out is nothing to be sorry for. Putting on his coat, Gregor tells us his sign idea. It would read, All gone. Next time, get here faster, stupid. Gregor should be working with a product where the customer is more open to being abused. Crack cocaine, perhaps. Or, as it turns out, me. Hello. I think you have potential to reach a much, much broader audience if we could just keep you from talking. Look, I, this is the audience that I have. You're thinking like a guy who already lost the race. I'm there saying, is no race. There sure is. No, there you is. You know the race is on. You didn't even get the notification in the mail to come and pick up your T-shirt the day before because you're not even on the mailing list for the race. I'm telling you. All right, what's the race? The race is to the top, Lady Gaga style. Where do you get off comparing me to Lady Gaga? I'm telling you, you can start your show with a dance number, and you engage the audience. You Gregor, get them to get up you, and dance with you. Gregor, you, and you realize until everyone has sweat dripping off their noses. This is a radio show. Yeah, I know. No, but no one can see me dance on the radio. The live audience would see you dance. I don't have a live audience. I know you don't have a live audience. I know you don't have ten Rolls Royces and a chauffeur who you abusively call by different names every time you address him. But that doesn't mean you can't have that. No one wants to see me come out and do a can-can. I'd end up hurting myself. Why do you think people go to monster truck rallies and see people jump over ten airplanes on a giant nitro-fueled funny car? Not for the same reason they listen to a public radio show. You come out and do your signature flip-flop dance to open up the show. Believe you me, you're going to have the crowds on their feet. Believe you me. Yes, believe you me. You start this thing. Cannon fire. Suddenly, 
What's that little pinprick on the horizon? Hey, what's that? What can it be? A bird? A plane? Is that a crazy person who got fired out of a cannon wearing a speed skater suit and a cape? Imagine the build-up. You're arcing through the sky. Boom, you land on the ground. Big cloud of dust settles. Maybe you wreck the set. The whole place is on their feet. Who is this? The new superhero we should know about that will be built into a movie franchise? Suddenly, climbing out of the rubble. <coughs> and you're like, hello, everyone. Oh, my bronchitis, my lungs. Oh, I don't feel so good. Could someone bring me a glass of water? That's the cue from the stage manager when you say, could I have a glass of water? He throws your pearl-handled cane with the silver stud sideways to you. You grab it right on cue like a professional. Then, you kick off your flight suit. You're wearing beach clothes straight out of Key West with a pair of flip-flops. Lights come up, bright yellow. You start dancing like a madman. Your feet are in a frenzy like a bumblebee's wings. You're dancing back and forth on the stage. Okay. Uh, well, For your next show, we find someone who looks like you, who's your, like your twin, and we sew you together like a Siamese twin set. And right. it's like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, here's something I never revealed. I have a Siamese twin attached to me. And we, we, we sew on your twin, and they turn around, and it's Carol Burnett. You and Carol Burnett. Okay, all right, twin. okay, okay. You look a lot alike. Right, I got a call waiting. I got to go. Come on, Thanks. I got a million more ideas. Hello? Jonathan Goldstein? Howard? Oh, my God. Wow. What? Well, what do you what do you? Did, you gotta forgive me. I, I'm sorry. I, I might catch you at a bad time. Yeah, you are actually. You always I are. But I can call you back another time. I'm so sorry. Since when I, do you I, care whether you're calling me at a bad time? I know what I was even thinking. It's like, oh, let's just call Jonathan Goldson. Let's see if he's available. And like, you pick up the phone, and I'm just kind of talking and rambling. Listen to my voice tremble. I'm trembling. Howard, have you been mixing jam and that pig fat again to make what do you call it? Marmalade. Marmalade. No, no. It makes you a little loopy. No, I'm just. I'm starstruck. I am just actually starstruck. What do you, you have such a beautiful voice. It's even softer than this on the radio. What, what do, we, do you need some money? Is that what this is? <laughs> it's so funny. Howard, do you need money? <laughs> is that what you're calling me for? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I'm actually crying. Like, was that scripted? or is that Okay, like Howard, what has happened since the last time I spoke to you? Um, you know, I ordered some pizza. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do sometimes is I'll go to the restaurant and I'll order the food, and then the delivery guy, this guy Nick, he'll drive me back to my house. With 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 your food? Yeah, it's just a call of the take-on delivery. I can guarantee it's there fresher, plus I get out for a little bit. So we're in Nick's car, and then I heard your voice on the radio, and I said, wow, that sounds like a friend of mine. And he's like, a friend of yours? That's Jonathan Goldstein. That, that's the host of the show, of, of uh, Tap. Wiretap. Wiretap. And basically, he's a big fan, and I just I just could not believe it mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean i knew you had a, a radio show i just i just didn't think that people actually listen to it but i mean like people actually like tune in and listen to your show and i'm i'm just a little bit giddy i i'm thinking that i'm going to come over there right now I, i'm going to snip a little lock of your hair no no howard you're not going to snip a lock of my hair we well, got to grow some and then i'm going to snip some because you're bald you're bald okay howard i'm going to hang up now wait 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 like how long have you been doing that show i've been doing it six years Howard. six years and how did you let that get under my nose like that? Because, wow, six years of laughter and tears. Howard, you... That's the breath of your genius, Jonathan. It's not just that you're funny, but you can be cripplingly, poignantly depressing at the same time. Howard, I mean, not only have I been doing the show for six years, but on occasion you, you've even been on the radio show. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? You've got to give me a break. Howard, I'm not kidding. You... My tummy tum hurts. Howard, you've been on the radio show. I've been on your show. Yes. 
I don't remember signing anything. I've or, told you, Howard. I've you know I've recorded our telephone conversations. I've in put, what context? No context. I mean, you just call me up on the telephone. I'd hit record. On my, you know this. You're saying that we have talked on the telephone, just like we're talking right now. And you have recorded this, yes. unbeknownst to me. Well, I, I didn't think it was unbeknownst. aired my utterances. Howard, do you, you have like the memory of like a hamster. People hear me on the show? Yes, Howard. Many people hear you each week. Hmm. So basically what you're getting at here is that if I'm on the radio show, mm-hmm. and I'm known for being on that radio show, mm-hmm. then in a sense I, oh my God. Oh, my God. I'm famous. Uh, I am a celeb. No, Howard, not quite. Not quite. Like where basically people wouldn't want so much a lock of your hair, but they would actually would prefer maybe a lock of my hair. I don't think anyone wants a lock of either of our or hair. Or pieces of my clothing or underwear and stuff like that that I can potentially sell online. Okay, Howard, I don't like where this is going. John, I don't see how you could have kept this from me for so long. Howard, I, sh- I didn't keep it from am you. Am I on the radio right now? Is this being, am I live right now? No, Hello? No, Howard, no. When am I on? How do I know if I'm on? You never told me that I'm on, Jonathan. You just have me yammering on there, Jonathan. I don't even sound right. I should be talking like this. Hi there, folks. Oh, God. I mean, I have so much to catch up on here. I mean, in essence, I could be going to movie openings. Howard, I don't do that. I could be launching ships. Wait, no, Howard, listen. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself here. John, this is crazy. All this lost time. I mean, I, I got to get out there. I, I got to get myself some sunglasses, walk some red carpets. Howard, I, I think what you need to do right now is just calm down. I'm going to take advantage of this. I am a star. Famous Howard Chakwitz is back in town. Hello. Wow, wow what a day. Oh, I, uh, you're, you're back. This is the life, John. This is the life. What what life? We live a life that only little people can dream of. We do. Jonathan. We are little people. Well, I mean, you are a celebrity of a sort. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm a personality in and outside the role. Like, you know, I'm like the Fonz. You know, like when I'm on the radio show, people applaud and cheer when mm-hmm. they hear me grace the airwaves. I can imagine. You're kind of more like the, the Mr. Cunningham, kind of just, you know, fat and old and bland. Right. So what, what monkey shines have you been getting up to today? What haven't I done? I'm, I'm afraid to ask. After talking earlier, uh, I realized the first thing I had to do was just go down to the coffee shop and make some, some business cards for myself. Oh, right. That would, I guess, be the first move. Yeah, just, you know, market my name. Well, what do these, these business cards say? Howard Shack with Celebrity. This is Celebrity. Just celebrity. Well, but th- I mean, isn't that sort of like a contradiction? I mean, if you are a celebrity, then you don't need a card that says you're a celebrity. Ah, therein lies the irony. I mean, that in turn makes me seem more like a celebrity. Harry, that makes absolutely no sense. And yet everyone knows what's what, and I just show it to them. And if I should get into trouble, let's say I smack a police officer in the face, you know. Why? why? He stops me to ask me directions. Smack! He's like, excuse me, I'm, I'm busy right now. Are you a producer? Are you a director? No, who are you? You're not important to me. Smack across the face. Right. And then give him my business card. And then he'll know who I am, and he'll back off if he's smart. And on the card, by the way, I, I put your name as well as, as my manager slash agent. Uh, well, I, how... Because someone has to be accountable for my behavior, and I haven't really hired anybody yet. That's a whole You've other... you put my name on Yeah. Your... Yeah, well, yeah. All the info's on there, so don't, don't worry about that. I have your home number, your cell number, your work number, your parents' home phone number, and your social insurance number, I think, I put on there as well. Okay, so you had yourself quite a day. Oh, such a day. 
I mean, I, I walked into a restaurant today. I ordered a very, very expensive meal, and I walked out. And you paid for it? No, no, no. I walked out. Howard, I would say dined and dashed, but I didn't dash. I just did a very leisurely stroll out the door. Howard, celebrities pay for their meals. You don't get no. free meals. No, celebrities don't, don't often pay for their meals. It, you know, this all sounds like fun, but it's not all, you know, wine and roses, you know. It's no. very difficult. Yeah, you know, the paparazzi. Oh, they I see. They want a piece of me. They're piranhas. So you had paparazzi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just spent, you know, a good portion of my day just running, running with my, with my, with my coat over my head, holding my sunglasses against my face, just running for my life. Everyone's trying to get a cheap shot. Next thing you know, you're on TMZ or something like that. I mean, this I slept. Oh, yeah, hang on, John, because I was just getting a call coming. Oh, you don't. You know, your assistant doesn't take care of that. Well, I'm talking to my assistant right now. And you're not doing a very good job of it. I'm so. your assistant. I thought I'm your agent. I'll be forced to take this call myself. Hang, hang on, one sec. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, John. Yeah, Howard. What, what What's going on? I was, you know, at that restaurant there. I seem quite upset. About you not paying the bill. H- how, did, how did they... I left ha- my card. Just to let them know that I was there. I thought they would put it on the wall or something. I even signed it. So, so what happened? They're demanding their money, essentially, and threatening to call the police. Anyway, I guess we should probably get off the phone. Yeah, we should get off the phone, Aaron. You should deal with this. No, because <clears throat> they're going to be calling you. What do you mean they're calling me? Well, I just basically told them that you'd be paying for the meal and you would send them a check. Or I, I would. Well, I mean, you know, you manage my money and... You have no money. You have my money. Oh, great. I'm getting call waiting now. Oh, that's them. Hey, uh, maybe when you speak with them, ask if they'd be into any kind of celebrity endorsement. It could be like Shea, Luigi, and Howard fine Italian cuisine. Howard, I'm not going to do that. I'm I not... mean, they're clearly a big fan. I mean, they're calling. They're calling, Howard, because you, you robbed them. Well, that and maybe they want an autograph. Howard, or, I'm going to hang up now. Maybe a photo. Hello. Hey, man. Oh, hey, John Tucker. I, I thought you were someone hey, else. Can I ask you just a quick question about your memory? Okay. Can you remember that time you opened a jar of mustard and it exploded all over your shirt? I th- I thought we were never going to talk about and, that again. And, and you had that dinner with that editor guy that you were late for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lent me a shirt, and I thank you. Thank you very much. You do that. remember. You remember that? Yes, I, wow. I, I, I do. what a memory. Amazing. It's What an amazing... Do you remember saying to me, I owe you one? Because today I need the one. Wait, hang on. John, that's just something people say. But they say I... I need the one today. Can you give me the one? Did you just sigh? Was that a sigh? Well, you know, John, i Oh, I get it. Mr. Showbiz is too big to do a friend of solid now, is that it? Well, no, John, no. I mean, Even I, the Winnipeg. All of a sudden, you can't get your hands dirty? John, I'm, I have better things to do. I'm in the middle of writing a monologue. Can't you get someone else to do it? It's just easier if it's you and stuff like that, you know I mean? Okay, all, all right, all right. What, what, so what needs to be done? <sighs> well, you live right on the corner from me, so I just need you to pick up my car and then pick me up. That's, that's all you got to do. Okay, fine. Um, I, I don't have your car keys. Well, that's that's the thing. My my car keys are at home, 
right around the corner from you. And, and wait, so so you want me to break into your place? Do I do I have to break into your no, place? No, no, no. Number is one, there gonna be ladders involved? No, no. Number one, my place is impenetrable. Nobody's breaking in. And two, my friend Newtan has a spare set of my house keys, so just get okay, those. Okay, all right, fine. Where is she? She's at work. You know, I called her already, so she's expecting you. Uh-huh. Just head over there. It's on the Trans Canada, just off the highway. The highway. Yeah, it used to be like. I don't know, like three buses to get there. I think it's now it's four buses. John, four buses. Oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You're probably used to limos and piggybacks now. Is that it? You know, it must be nice to be served and catered to all the time like this. Who ties your shoes? Presidents and prime ministers? I've never met any prime ministers. I met, I met Trudeau once, eating souvlaki on St. Vieter. True story. He was a man of the people. All right. Anyways, get the keys to her house, go to her house... Mm. And then wait, wait, hang, hang on a second. I asked her already. She doesn't have my keys on her, so you have to go to where she works to get the keys to her house to get my keys. She'll give you the alarm code. What? Find my house keys, put the alarm back on, and this is important. You have to go back to where she works immediately to return her keys because she's, like, mental about that. Uh-huh. Go to my place with my uh-huh. spare keys. Right. Once you have them, get into my apartment and grab my car keys. They're on my desk. And and I drive your car to pick you up. Exactly. It's It's, it's actually parked right in front of your place, so... Wait, you're you're kidding. Well, I I have to I have to make a big circle. Well, unless your celebrity friends taught you how to hotwire a car, yes. Where lot. are you? I'm downtown. I'm about to walk into a movie. You know the you know parking downtown is just is like ludicrous. It's Wait a second. So you, you're telling me that you want me to take a bus all over the city? Take your bike. You want me to bike on the highway? You know you're you're making this into too big a deal. I'm not making it into a big. You want me to trek across the length and the width of the city and come back to where I started because you didn't want to pay for downtown parking. You're not the same. I mean, what I, happened to you? What you, know? you? You don't. You know. I, you don't get to choose when to help people, Jonathan. You just help. Have you lost that part of your humanity already? Already? Remember the mustard. Remember the mustard. So, stuff. so I'm doing all of this because of a jar of mustard. Don't blame the mustard. That's not why you're doing it. You know why you're doing it, showbiz. You, you need to be reminded of, of you know where you came from. You know your original place in the world. That place that has always meant so much to you. I'm giving you that round trip. You know, in some ways, I'm doing you a favor. All right, fine. So, you know, give me about six hours, and I'll I'll be there to pick you up. Awesome. I can can count on you. Do you have any money on you? Because the car could use a wash. No. no. Why waste any money on it? I'll wash it myself. Really? No, not really. Oh. Oh, by the way, my little cousin is turning eight tomorrow, and he's having a birthday party, and he asked me if I can ask you to... Get Rex Murphy to come perform. What what kind of a kid likes Rex Murphy? What are you jealous, Showbiz? Why you? How could you be threatened by just everybody? Anytime a name is mentioned. No, no, it has nothing to do with what, that. Do you want the gig? Is that it? No. What, what are you come crazy? Perform? No. What do you know about politics? What are you going to bring to the party? You know, what are you, you going to show with your mother and you scream at you in front of the kids or That's something? That's what you think and my show is. The photo of your driver's license, a picture of you screaming at your mother. Mary. Hi, John. What's up? Not not having an easy day of it. Is this going to be very long? You really, you're always calling me at the worst possible time of day. What? What's? I have what's... things to do. It's after school. I have to make dinner, and you you have that sound, that tone to your voice, where you're about to go off on some tangent. Come on, you know I I talk to Howard when he's feeding his dogs. Don't even go there with the dogs, John. It's not the same I... thing. They're animals. They're not children. Well, I mean, they're practically like his kids, those dogs. His dogs don't have homework. No, but they get worms. His dogs don't go to gymnastics. They need to be taken for a walk. Oh, please, God. It's 
thought the same thing. All right. Okay. Fair enough. You win this round. You know what? If it, if I it win makes... what? The children aren't dogs. Thank you. Point taken. I'll take it. We agree to. We agree to agree. Why are you calling me? And make it short. I have sick friends. They're not normal. What's wrong? Well, when people see you as a kind of celebrity, they they treat. <laughs> Why is that so funny to you? <laughs> consider yourself a celebrity no do no you? I, i'm saying that my friends perceive me that way and then have certain expectations of me you know How howard just went out and made himself business cards and and john just called me up asking if i can get rex murphy to perform at his nephew's birthday party friends ask friends for favors what's wrong with that that's no, normal I mean, that's no. how friends usually interact you work at the cbc john wants rex murphy Obviously, he would call you. You're the connection yeah, between obviously. him and Rex Murphy. Yeah, obviously. Sense. I'm sure Rex Murphy has nothing better to do than to, than to do a lawn party for an eight-year-old. You know what? I could just see him, you know, in a, in a pair of Bermuda trunks on a slip and slide. Should I remind you that you've known Howard and John for, like, what, 25 years? So this isn't, it has nothing to do with your show. It has nothing to do with who you are, Jonathan Goldstein, the celebrity. These are people who've known you when you were a kid. No, I know that, but it's just sort of like... I'm looking for some a sympathetic ear. Is that so wrong? You called the wrong person. Okay. You want a sympathetic ear? I'll put Helen on the phone. You're gonna put she your. She listens to your you. Your ten-year-old. She has patience for you. She really does. I know. What? She'll probably grow out of it. So enjoy it while she still does before she realizes you're a nutcase. Okay. All right. Put her on the phone. Hold on, Johnny. Hi. Helen, how's my goddaughter? I'm great. Yeah, how was school today? It was good. I was just talking with your mom about, well, I guess I was talking about being popular. Mm-hmm. Well, some of my friends try to be popular by, like, wearing nice sparkly clothes. Uh, personally, it wouldn't make me want to be friends with them. Sparkly clothes. Like, if I, if I was a kid in your school and I covered myself with glue and then I <laughs> gave myself a shower and sparkles and I came to class would I be the most popular boy in school no really not no if I was like I'm sparkly definitely not um are, are do you think you're popular mm, popular enough what what is what, what do you call popular enough well I don't be really popular because then it'll kind of be annoying. Yeah, exactly. I was just talking to your mother about that. Oh. It can be really annoying. How's it, how has it been annoying? Or how do you think it's annoying? Well, people are always like, Helen, Helen! Hmm. So, so what would it be like to be too popular, do you think? Oh, when people are following you everywhere you go. Like, they always want to be with you. Hmm. Like even if you're mean to them, they wouldn't, they won't care. And then, what do you think that would do to a person? Mm. Well, like they'll be like, "Oh, so I can just be mean to them, and they'll still do whatever I ask." So then they won't really get the meaning. They won't get the meaning of friendship. What do you think the meaning of friendship is? Well, friends are always there for you. Okay. Like, you'll know someone's a good friend. Like, if you're with your friend and you're not, and you feel happy, 
then they're a good friend. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a really good that's a really good way of putting that. What do you think the meaning of friendship is? Oh, it's the old turning the tables routine, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I think that I guess I think that it means Okay, what do you think it means? Sometimes doing things that maybe you don't want to do. You know, it isn't all just having fun. You know? Yeah. I guess I think that friendship means... I think a friend is someone who traveled down the road and back again. Yeah. Whose heart is true. Who's a pal and a confidant. Are you reading that from the dictionary? I'm saying that if you threw a party and you invited everyone you ever knew, mm-hmm. you would see that the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Why would it say that? I don't, I don't know. It's just, doesn't that sound nice? That's a theme song to the Golden Girls. It's a TV show. What are you, what are you doing on the phone? It's called parenting, supervision. Sup- supervision. I'm her godfather. <laughs> Some great godfather you are. Do you remember when you got her for her eighth birthday? I, you gave her Wiretap Greatest Hits compilation CD. Well, it's a I, present for her, not something I, about you. It's no. Always you, you, you. I, I. Remember when you gave me my birthday present and didn't have any tape, so you glued it? Then it was glue all well, over. Well, I didn't have. You glued the wrapping paper. I, okay, I'm getting it from both ends. <laughs> On Wiretap Today, you heard Gregor Ehrlich, Howard Chakowitz, John Tucker, Mary-Claude Pallett, and Helen Pallett-Wiesel. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bergman-Tonic and Crystal Duhame. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.